assume Chasatoya with which Torah is supposed to be given over with. That's what we have to do. What we have to do. And the way we want to do it tonight is uh, the first part of the share will be on Parsha, and then and then we'll Mr. Uh, talk about Lagvan. The the pasuk says in Parak of Gimel, pasuk Lamed Beis, when the, it's going through the Yom Tovim, when we come to Yom Kippur, and the pasuk says Shabbos Shabbos and Hulachem. You should uh, torture yourself, so to speak, pain yourself, on the ninth of the month. Earlier the Pazik said, as we all know, that Yom HaKippur was on the tenth day of the month. So does that tell us that what's this ninth day of the month? So it says, if you eat on the ninth, on the ninth day and on the tenth day. So the 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 kasha is yes. So my question. The, the what it should have said is if someone eats on the ninth, so on the ninth. You don't need a kiilu. You don't need a malani aleichem in order to have it be that you fast on the tenth. That you do. We, we fast on the tenth. The malani aleichem is that your eating will be considered a fasting. So it should have said malani aleichem kiilu misana. Uh, on the ninth day of the month. Oh, this is obviously we just want to say, yeah, that's what it's saying. It's saying that it was on Kiwi fast on the ninth, and the tenth would you do fast. There's a point here. So, there's a chat that we could say like this that there's a Milo to the Kiwi fast that we do on the ninth, and there's a Milo to the actual fast that we do on the tenth. On the tenth, if if, any, if anyone looks at the, the maxa that I use on Rosh Hashanah Kippur, so whenever there's something from the story B'shoi Shavoyda, so they bring it down, they put it in before that section. So I can for anyone who's familiar with the sefer, he talks with tremendous hergish, and everything that he says is tzarech lehachnas alibay simcha atzuma ma'ayd ma'ayd or daiga and flaw ma'ayd ma'ayd. Everything you have to feel, you have to feel in extremes. And, and he, he says there, it says the, in the section, I think it's before Mincha, but it might be before Elam. So it says, in the stomach, at this point, on Yom Kippur, you're already starting to feel the pain of not eating. At the Shachas, you know, you, you, all you so far really missed was uh, breakfast. And many people, if you don't eat before Shachas, so then you're still on basically a somewhat normal schedule. Coffee, okay, coffee, you know, you're missing a caffeine, but, but uh, food-wise, you're not, but, but already now by in the afternoon, so you start to feel it. So he says that when a person is margish, the, the, the pain of, of uh, fasting, so they should be filled with a simcha atzumum that they can serve Hashem with this tremendous messias nefesh of fasting. And the more the fast drags on, and it starts to compound, and the pain becomes more and more, so it becomes even more precious. And he says that we all understand that a mitzvah that a person does for one minute is, uh, is not comparable to a mitzvah that a person does for a long amount of time. A person learns for a minute, versus a person learns for a for an hour. So, a is, is much more cautious. 
so too, he says, when you're fasting, Bersifus, and you start to feel the pain, and then it goes on and on, and it's not stopping, and it's not the evil, and then happens that they're schlepping on for some reason, my and then for, they're not doing my fast enough. So a person should be filled with a simcha that they have this opportunity to serve Hashem with pain. We know that a mitzvah done with pain, a mitzvah is done with difficulty, with fum tzara agra, that it increases the reward for the mitzvah tremendously. So there's a big nylo to the fasting that's done on the 10th, as opposed to the fasting that you did on the 9th, when I said the way you fasted was by eating. So you don't have that pain. So there's a big mile of the 10th. But on the other hand, there's a big mile of the 9th. We also know that a mitzvah that's done by simcha, there's a tremendous mile in such a mitzvah. And when a person, it's, unless you said the Sarah so it's difficult for most people to be with misimcha that they're fasting. That they're willingly, they'll, they'll do it. And, and, and maybe misimcha about Yom Kippur, the fact that their avers are being cleaned off. But the simcha of, of, the, of the fast that most people struggle with. However, uh, anyone can, I mean, we're all good at enjoying the, the fasting of eating. Right? When a person sits down for the, the sudas on Erev, Yom Kippur, and they have a gishmak chala that just came out of the oven, and you're putting on the honey, and you have the kreploch, and all the zachin. So, so, you say, you know what, if all fasts were like this, uh, we would, should have many of them a year. It's a gibbalik. I like this type of fast. A person is able to fast with a simcha. I mean, it's a, it's a kaviochal fast, but we get simcha. So what the Pazik is telling us is that, what Chazal is telling us, is that if a person eats on the ninth, on the 9th and 10th, it means I will consider both fasts to carry both minus. That the, the simcha that we experience on the 9th while we eat will count as if that simcha was also on the 10th. And the pain that we experience on the 10th, even though we don't have it on the 9th, but you had a painful fast on the 9th and that you did it anyway. So this this point it seems to be there's a dichotomy. On one hand, we're saying that mitzvah is done with pain. A mitzvah is hard for me to do. A mitzvah that I don't want to do is that suchashivas. And on the other hand, we're saying that the more I want to do a mitzvah, the more gishmak I get of a mitzvah. So then that's suchashivas. So which is it? Is it better to not want to do the mitzvah? Or to one of them. So which one, and not better, which one maximizes a person's sky? So which one will a person get more sky for a mitzvah that he doesn't want to do, or a mitzvah that he likes to do? Sarah means pain, whatever the pain is. Whatever the pain is. Obviously the most uh, accessible pain is the difficulty, the physical difficulty in doing something. That obviously. But a much greater source of pain, so to speak, um, dino uh, gold, that to be mined out of the ground, is the pain of not wanting to do something, of, of feeling it difficult, uh, um, from dealing with people who find it, um, I, I teach in the yeshiva, where uh, many of the Bukhra find it very difficult to learn. It, it's, it's much, the, the, the difficulty and the pain that they experience is much greater than the physical pain that people experience through mitzvahs that they do. We need to schlep 
if you would go over to this bacher and tell him, would you like to sit down for an hour and learn? Or go and do chazdei leiv for the whole afternoon with no breaks, in the heat. Every time I'll choose chazdei leiv. I comes home aching and, and in his whole body because it's easy to ache in your whole body. You take a nice warm shower and you go to sleep and you wake up. You know, if you're at that age, you wake up feeling normal again in the morning. And the, the ache of bashing my head into a Gemara over and over and getting nowhere and seeing no hope for it to change in the future. And the pain of just sitting there through it is, is much more difficult for them. So, so does that make it? Or if I have a bocher who is mamishka to geshmak when he sits down to learn, it's 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 and he mamish he has a good kasha with a text and he wants to get up and dance from it. Does that is that is that which one is the ideal version of serving Hashem? So to 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 try to sharpen it again, these are things that we already spoke once by Sunday night share, but Chazara. Schar doesn't mean that Hashem gives out points, money, pleasure, Adam Haba. That's the wrong, that's not how we're supposed to look at Schar. Schar means connection to Hashem. The point of mitzvahs are, like the way the Zayar refers to it, the 613 eight to come close to Hashem. That doesn't mean they're optional. It doesn't mean a person can decide whether or not he wants to do them. But the kavona that Hashem had, for each mitzvah in a different way, was that by doing it, a person would connect himself to the Ratzah and Hashem. On a, on a simple level, Hashem told me to do this. It's not on my own, this wouldn't be what I would do. And I'm doing it because Hashem said so. Either something I desire, and I'm holding myself back from it because Hashem said so. So every time a person does one of the mitzvahs, they're connecting themselves to Hashem. The reward that a person gets, scham mitzvah mitzvah, is that they, that connection that they're making happens. And it becomes a part of who they are. And the neshama becomes connected to Hashem in a way that will be revealed. When in, in Adam Hava, that connection will be able to be experienced for fully without anything in the way. Therefore, it's to be understood that the more a person connects to a mitzvah, the bigger schar there is. It's not because, oh, since you worked hard, therefore Hashem will give you more schar. It's not because you had tzara, so you'll get more agra. The way it's properly understood is that when a person does a mitzvah betzar, it forces them to be more connected to the mitzvah. They become more connected to the mitzvah because they worked at it, because they strained themselves to do the mitzvah. And when you strain yourself with something, it becomes, there becomes a greater connection to that thing. There's a pliadika of Chaim Shmulevitz. It's really Gemara. He's just pointing it out. It's, it's, it's so hard to hear that, that you say it has to be another child, but, but it doesn't seem to be one. There's a Gemara in Soito on Daf Yud Beis on an Aleph at the bottom. The Gemara says that it, it says that Yochavad. Uh, and she put him into a reed basket. So the Gemara says, why did she put him in a reed basket? Why not put him in a basket made out of itzim, out of a, a wooden basket, so that in case it bumps against something, it will hold up better. Zot, Zot the Gemara, 
because tzaddikim chavivim aleihem amoyim yoisim egufa. Their money, because they earn it b'namonos, they don't steal, and not just they don't steal, they don't even do small taking advantage of taking advantages of people. That means every cent that they have is earned with the sweat of their brow. So it, it becomes tremendously chavah for them, more than their guf, which was just given to them. And what the Gemara means to be saying with that is, that because the reeds are a cheaper material, so Yocheved took the Mashiach Yisrael, who filled up the house with light when he was born, and she put it into a, a cheapy basket, because, wow, I, we should make one out of wood? You know how much wood costs? No, why should we figure it out? Now, obviously, it was butchered tremendously by their, by their moon and Hashem, that Hashem could save just as well in a reed basket as he could in a, in a wooden basket. But the Gemara is saying that all else being equal, they would have put him into a wood basket. They put him in a reed basket because parting with the, the, the materials that they had earned through their sweat was difficult for them. So when a person has a mitzvah that they have earned with their sweat, that they've worked that to do, whether that's, again, the physical sweat, or, or the, 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 the pain of having to overcome the fact that I don't like it and doing it anyways. So that creates a tremendous connection to the mitzvah. On the other hand, or alternatively, the, fact, the very fact that a person is doing something that they don't want to do, even if they, the whole time, the mom is saying, oh, I hate this, I hate this, I don't want to be doing this, I don't want to be doing this. But to a certain extent, it shows a, uh, a rock-solid <coughs> connection to the mitzvah. So if you don't want to do it so much, why are you doing it? What do you mean? Because I have to. So that means the person, to him, the rots and Hashem is, is as real as gravity. If a person's fooling, and they say, I don't want to be fooling, I don't want to be fooling, I don't want to be fooling. But that's not how it works, because gravity is pulling, so the person falls. If a person says, I don't want to be doing the mitzvah, but I'm doing the mitzvah anyways, it's because it's gravity, it pulls. And that shows a tremendous attachment to the mitzvah. An attachment of, of, of this is reality. Not in maybe an emotional attachment to it, but an attachment of the mind that this is how the world works. On the other hand, the same applies when a person does a mitzvah b'simcha. It, again, it shouldn't be understood that Hashem looks and says, wow, you misameach on my mitzvahs, you deserve a lot of schach. We have to realize that when something is done b'simcha, so it, 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 a person attaches to things done b'simcha much more than they do to things they don't want to do. And they become one with the mitzvah and infuses their whole being. And the melo the schar is greater. There's a there's a an egletal in the hakdomot egletal. So the Sotzik Shavar writes that that um, people make a very big mistake, and they think that if someone learns Torah l'shmo, they learn Torah Torah, but they get a geshmak out of learning because it, it's geshmak for them to learn that it takes away from the purity. Of it lessens the mitzvah. And he brings rayas that it's not so. That Adrabah makes the mitzvah greater. 
And the reason is this very reason. Because assuming that the person is learning Lashma, assuming that the person is not just learning words, they're learning Torah Hashem, and that's how they relate to it. So when, they, when it's Pesimcha, when it's a Gishmaka Torah, so they become much more into it, and it goes into them much more. And the main life becomes, it's not that you get given Schar more. You are Schar more. You're more connected, and that, that will be revealed in Adam Haba that you have a greater connection. It's, there's no stira between the two memories that there's a that there's a that, that, that there's a to having a geshmak from what you do, and that there's a mile to having a not geshmak from what you do. Either way causes a person to attach to the mitzvah more deeply. The main thing is to be attaching to the mitzvah. We once had in the, the Bungal County where I went for many years, so there were there were many mechanchim there, and we had a meeting uh, at the end of the summer. Stop to see, to try to share information, see if there was uh, any tactics or ideas that everyone, you know, could maybe help each other out with. So, um, one thing that we were discussing was tefillah. And what was about pshat, that there are people who seem to be uh, finer, but tefillah is not the way it's supposed to be. They don't come to yeshiva, they get down late, they get down quick. So, so one said, one other person there, who was a, a big rabbi in an important yeshiva, he said, look, he said, it's Pasha Dezach, tefillah is not gishmak, learning is gishmak, for a smart boy learning is gishmak. So he says, so, so, he, so he learns, because it's gishmak, he doesn't have it. So, so I said to him, I said, so, then, so you're telling me that this, this chosh of a boy, that you call him chosh of a boy, is really not learning for learning, He's learning because it's Kishmat for him. So he's not the Gavayi Hashem. So he quoted me this, this Eglita. So I told him, you miss, you're completely misreading the Eglita. And if you look at it, you see that he's misreading the Eglita. It's when a person learns Lishma. When a person learns Torah because it's the Torah of Hashem. Because this is what Hashem said, and therefore it's the Word of God, and it's important to me. And he also gets a geshmak, even if it's an intellectual geshmak from it. So then that intellectual geshmak becomes a mile in his act of connecting to Hashem because he connects him more deeply. But a person who couldn't care less about the Torah Hashem, it's just the intellectual geshmak. So what is he? He kind of becomes deeply connected to what? Not Torah Hashem, because he's not learning Torah Hashem, according to him. He becomes deeply connected to his Gemara. So he's going to love his Gemara, he's going to dance with his Gemara. But Hashem, unfortunately, in such a system, gets left out of the picture. Lamaisa. There's a way to bring these two together. And that is, on both ends, a person who naturally, for the mitzvah that's under discussion, whatever that mitzvah is, feels an affinity to the mitzvah. And he gets a geshmat from doing the mitzvah. So he has to realize that that's going to give him a tremendous added schah. He's, he's going to connect to that mitzvah better. But he shouldn't stop at, at the, the, let's call it, the natural way for him to do the mitzvah. He should push himself and try to find the, the vista, try to find the horizon, where the mitzvah becomes hard for him. Adarabah, use how gishmat the mitzvah is for you to push you to be able to do it on a, on a starker oifim than most people do it. If it's learning, so this person can learn much more than the average person could. And he can learn to the point where it starts to become difficult for him. But that where, where, the, where the gishmat of learning helps carry him over the difficulty. If it's, if it's chesed, 
So some people have natural affinity to chesed. They enjoy, they get a geschmack, it makes them feel very good. When they do chesed, when they see the smile on another person, when they realize they were able to make another yid happy. But they should push themselves to do it even in situations where it's difficult. Even, even try to learn how to be, get that feeling with someone who's a shtikl and nebuch, who's not so easy to have in your house, who's not so easy to pick up in the car, talks too much, he doesn't talk enough, whatever it is, but to be able to do, take that gishmak that you have, which is already giving you a strong connection to the mitzvah, and add on to the difficulty. On the other hand, if a person has a mitzvah that they find difficult, davening, learning, chesed, so the person, what's the point of stewing in the difficulty? Why should the person keep focused on the fact how much they don't like it? You're doing it anyways. You're so dove up to the mitzvah that you're willing to do it no matter how hard it is for you. So be misameach over it, like the, like the Yisrael Yisrael says. And a person should say, look, I'm doing it. What an opportunity it is for me to, to come around this mitzvah that Hashem, so to speak, gifted me with the fact that this one is hard for me. So I'm able to get that aspect of a mitzvah, of connection to a mitzvah. Let me add to it the fact that I, I will accept that and I'll do it with simcha even though it's hard. And when a person is faced with a challenge, that's a difficult challenge, to do it with simcha. Uh, um, I believe it's the Be'er Ma'in Chaim. Uh, the the Maisa of why his parents were zoichet to have him as a son. They owned a whiskey factory. And the, the, the father, his father owned the whiskey factory before he was born. And he saw, arranged to sell it for Pesach. And it was, by he, it was Pesach. And uh, he found out that it didn't get sold. And it's just, he has Chomet Sha'avalov as a Pesach. So, okay, what's he going to do? So he took an axe and he started smashing open the barrels, just letting it run out into the street. And all the goyim in town came and they were mamish drinking it off the street and rolling around. And it was, it was crazy. And he's sitting there, mamish is watching his parnosa for the year literally run out into the streets. And it was very difficult for him. And I said, what am I mishugana? I'm doing it, I did it already. So I'm just going to walk around going, oi, oi, and having karoto on something I didn't, and losing out on it? So he, 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 he hired himself a band. Uh, the, guy, the guy in there, the plasma band, and they start to play music, and he's sitting there dancing in the street. Yeah, 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 I'm losing all my money. And the pirates heard about it. He, he, he comes out, these people are drunk. He's, he, this guy looks worse than drunk. But that's the word. Uh, if we're doing it anyway, so once we're doing it, once we decide to do it, a person uh, wakes up at uh, one in the morning, he goes, we got down my so he gets himself out of bed, and he re-gets himself dressed, and he drives down to the vision of the to find the minion. So you can grumble the whole way. Or you can say, once I'm doing it, Hashem, I'm going to show you how much I love you, how connected I am, that there's nothing that's going to hold me back from davening. Oh! So it's such an opportunity. A person can chap around both mitzis. That's for the parasha. Regarding Lag Boimer, so there's an Arizal that says that the 24,000 Talmidim of, of Rabbi Akiva were nifter during this time period were Gilgulim of the 24,000 members of Shevet Shimon who were nifter in the Ma'agefa with Zin. But the result doesn't explain any more than that. 
So I heard an explanation, I heard it from Rabbi Kibbutatz, I assume he said it B'Shem and Moshe Shapiro, um, as follows. And that will also help us understand, on the surface, what happens tonight on Lag Ba'imer, the Hilula of Rav Shemayichai, and the tremendous simcha that there is, is unconnected to the deaths of the Talmidim, which happened many years before that. This, Rav Shimon was from the second group of Talmidim, however long after the first group was Nifter, so that, that's the whole rest of the life of Rabbi Akiva, he lived a very long life, and then the rest of the life of Rav Shimon, till he was Nifter, it may have been 70 or something years, and there was no lag boimer, so to speak, until that happened. So then what, what, how come by us they become intertwined? And the Avelos of, the, of those students, the Talmidim of Rebbe Kiva, become suspended or, or canceled once we get to Lag Ba'imer of Rav Shimon. What's the connection between the two things? So it says like this. Uh, it's a little bit of, uh, of, 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 of uh, obscure ideas. Just try to listen. He says as follows. He says that we have, in, 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 there's two major koichais in, in the world. One is called chesed, or giving, hashpa'a. And one is called gevura, or, or kabbalah, to be a makabal. And in other terminology, so it's tzura and chayim. Tzura means the form that sense is supposed to take. The, the, what it's meant to accomplish, what it's supposed to look like. And the choymer is the material of which it's made, which the choymer shapes itself, when it's done properly, to the tzura. If you have a um, ceramic, and you have a picture of a cup that you want to make out of it, so then you take the material, and the material accepts upon itself, not, not willingly in that case, not it's not the sentiment, but it accepts upon itself the tzura that you're putting to it, and it becomes, takes on the shape of a cup, and it's hopefully able to accomplish, if you made it properly, what a cup is meant to accomplish. In Maral's terminology, so numbers represent a lot of different ideas. Tzura, the form of something, is represented by the number one. When you, when you have only one of something, it is automatically perfect. You cannot have an imperfect one. To use the muscle of a cup, if someone has a cup with a hole in the bottom, so everything that's put into it spills out, so you say, look, I'll have one cup and it's imperfect, it's not true. Clearly, you had an idea beforehand of what a cup is supposed to be. That a cup is supposed to be something that holds a liquid inside of it. And therefore, if it has a hole in the bottom, it doesn't live up to my original idea. So the tsura was really the idea of the cup. That's the one. And if a person, it... It, the first time an idea pops into their head, that's the way it is supposed to be. If you want to modify the idea and then make a different one, and you'll, so you'll hold it, that's an object, so that's a new thing. One is perfect, one is the, that's the way it is. Two always represents, if there are two, then there's a difference. One is over here, one is over here. There was an idea, and now I'm trying to come to that idea. I'm trying to live up to that idea in the physical world. That's the number two. One represents hashpa. When a person gives a hashpa, that's to the extent that it is, whatever it is that he's giving over. This is what this is what we're working with. When I give a lesson, when I give a share, so this is what we're working with. 
Now the question is, as it goes into you, how do you think about it? What do you do with it? But this is the material that's being presented. You can't, you can't argue on it. There's more. There's, it, it is what it is. It's, but then there's an avoida of taking it in and making something of it, allowing it to shape you, shaping it through the way you perceive it. Torah Shabal Peh is one. Torah Shabal Peh is Chesed. Torah Shabal Peh is Hashpah. Torah Shabal Peh, I'm sorry. When Hashem gives the Torah, so this is the Torah. There's no adding, there's no subtracting, there's no arguing on it. It is the way it is. But what does Hashem mean for us to do with that Torah? It's meant not to just stay the way it is. It's meant to come inside of us and to interact with us, to interact with our understanding, obviously understanding shaped by the Torah, understanding in the way that Hashem wants us to understand, but to interact with our human understanding and to say, this is what I take out from it. I hear a Kalvuchoyner based on this. I hear a Svarah based on this. I think that these two things are, these two halachas are comparable. And someone else can say, I don't hear that they're comparable. That's Torah Shabbat Peh. Torah Shabbat Peh is the process that happens inside of a person. With the Torah Shabbat Sab, the Hashpah, this is the way it is, interacts with the person and within him, it becomes something, not new, but something uh, deeper, something that is more connected to him, more personal. Of the senses that a person has, so they also split in this way. One sense is re'iyah, seeing. Seeing is related to the idea of hashva. When you see something, you get it. This is the way it is. You don't, that, there's not a processing um, procedure of seeing. If a person takes a puzzle and they break all the pieces apart, they keep them in the right area, but they're just not attached to each other. It's hard to get a sense of what the picture you're looking at is. When we see, we need it to be the way it is. Hearing is the opposite. Hearing is you get it one piece at a time. If I would say the whole shear and one burst of sound, so no, you, we would not be able to process it. Hearing, the whole process is to take little pieces that are coming in and within your mind to put them back together into something that makes sense and then to process that information and to come out with something you heard. So, hearing is connected, uh, seeing is connected to, the, to number one and to Torah Shabbat. And hearing is connected to number two and Torah Shabbat al In uh, He points out a fascinating Zach that for in Talmud Bavli, the Bavli itself says that the Bavli is considered to be Choshech, is darkness. The, the style of Bavli is very difficult to understand. There, there can be sugyas that go on for a blot and a half, which are just a havamina that the Gemara ends up rejecting, and then you have to go back and figure out, okay, so where are we holding now? Ella, and then in Cain, and, and, and the, someone says something, it gets challenged, kashas, rayas, everything gets picked apart, and, and within that um, difficulty, within the darkness of Talmud Bavli, we have to put it back together, and through the struggle to understand, make it ours. Talmud Yishalm is not like that. For anyone who's learned it a little bit, I haven't learned it that much, but even for a little pursuit of it, you can see the difference. Then if the Gemara knows that we don't pass on like something, it will ask one question on it, and then just leave it at that. Even if there's an answer to the question, but it's a valka. It doesn't pursue the whole line of reasoning the way Bavli would. It just stops over there. Generally, more often people are bringing rias to the opinion that was said before them than to ask kashas on it. 
The, the Gemara calls it Or. He or is that Talmud Bavli. He or is that Talmud Yerushalmi. He or is that Talmud Bavli. The Talmud Bavli, when it wants to bring a riot to something, so it says, Toshima, come in here. Because the process, even when they're going to bring a riot, is going to be a hearing process. There's going to be kashas on the riots, and there's going to be, it's going to be so that you're going to have to work through until you hear it. The Yerushalmi, when it wants to bring a riot, says, Tochazi. Still, the Yerushalmi talks in Aramaic the same way the Bible does, but it uses different expressions as come and see. Because it's the aura. I'm going to hold it up to you for the light. In, in the light, we use our sense primarily of sight. We look and we see. It's in the dark that we have to hear our way and, and be able to put together impressions from that which comes to us. That's the Koyach Hashemim. So he says like this, Yaakov Avinu of his, of his Shvatim that he had, the building of Klaistral, the first song, the number one, is Ruve. His name comes from the Shorish of Re'iyah, to see. Because we said one is connected to see. His second son is Shimon. The Shorish of Shimon is Shemeah, to hear. That means that Ruvain had a particular connection to all things of Re'iyah, that Kayach of Re'iyah, and to the Torah Shav Shimon had a connection to the Kayach HaShemiyah and Torah Shabbat Peh. So we find that Shimon is the Rabbeim in Yisrael because they have this connection to Torah Shabbat Peh. When Zimri was Mazana with, uh, with uh, a Kananis, a guy, so what does Torah Shabbat say about that? The answer is Torah Shabbat doesn't say anything. The answer to that question of what to do with someone whose boil aramis is part of Tershabal Peh, which means that the shavit that should have been most sensitive to it was the shavit of Shimon. They should have been the ones to be able to intuit, because that's the Shurj Neshama, is in Tershabal Peh, is in the Krach HaShemir. They should be able to hear from what the Torah tells them what it wants from them in such a case. What does the Torah want from a person in such a case? Kanoim Poygimba. So aside from it just being a halacha that is found in Torah Shabbat, the whole mechanism of Kanan Bargama is a, a Shmiya type of mechanism. It means I hear what's happening, and it creates a feeling inside of me that this cannot go on. Something must be done. And then I, I act and, and put an end to the problem. That, that process is a, a, a koyach of Torah Shabbat. So again, it should have been Shavit Shim that is most sensitive to what was happening. And that's why when they didn't take matters into their own hand, when they didn't deal with their Nasi the way they should have, so they were nifter. Why, why such an extreme uh, punishment? But the answer is, mistakes, there can be um, uh, uh, understanding about, look, mistakes happen. When a person does a chat, so does tshuva, but then there are certain things, that's why you were put onto this world. This is your, this is your tafkin in this world. The tafkin of Shem Shimon was to bring out Torah Shavuot into this world. And now you don't do it? So then, that's it. Who, who came and fixed the problem? The problem was fixed by Pinchas. What was he rewarded with? He was rewarded with Kahuna. What shaykh is Kahuna to killing Zim? We find if you split up the, the, the shpizim according to the svirais, so it, there's chesed on this side, 
from your perspective, it's on this side, the right hand side. And Gvura, it's offshoots on the left hand side. Abraham is Chesed, Yitzchak is Gvura, Yaakov is in the middle, he's Tveres, the blend, Tyre. Moshe is over here, he's on the side of Chesed, he was the Mashvi, he's the giver of Tar Shabbat Shabbat Aaron, Hakoyin, is Tar Shabbat the, the Psukim, the middle of the Torah, Dorish, Dorish, Aaron. His Aaron's Koyach was the Darshan. Moshe was the giver of Torah. Moshe was the Tzura. But Aaron was the Choyner. It says that when Aaron wanted to understand Torah, he would go to the Menorah, he would steer into the, to the, to the lights, and he would be able to get a Havona of Torah Shavu That's the aspect of Kahuna. The, which their other, sort of, the, uh, one of their main jobs is to be the Rabbeim and Yisrael, is to be teachers of Torah Shavu and um, Pinchas, when he understood, and he felt, and he was able to tap into this Torah Shabbat, he became the Kanayim Poikimai. So he was Zoycha to tap into that aspect of Kahuna. The, the, the Svira that Aaron is attached to, and thus Pinchas, is Hoyt. Hoyt means, the Mephashim explained, that a person brings out the hidden glory of something. Not what's apparent. The reason why Kahanim need to wear a big day kahuna is the chavoy to safaris. To be chavoy, kavoy, it says that in the bathroom, you don't give kavoy. Because you're not bringing anything out. There's no maila of how to go to the bathroom. But... Kovoid is Adraba, this person looks like a human like me and you, and by being mechabed him, so it means I bring out his maila, that people can understand what's great about him. And by standing up when he walks into the room, so everyone says, oh, this is a different type of person. He needs to be treated differently. That's the Indian of Kovoid. And that's the Indian of Hoy, is to bring out things that are buried deep, to bring them to the surface. That's what Pinchas did, so Pinchas becomes a kite. Hashem wanted these 24,000 B'nai Shimon to have a, a, a tikkun, to be able to fix up what they had made wrong. So Hashem said, he looked through history, and he says, where is the spitz? What is the ultimate expression of Torah Shabbat Peh in this world? The ultimate expression is Rabbi Akiva. Rabbi Akiva is the, uh, all the Torah Shabbat Peh that we have, Safra, Sefri, Mechilta, Kula, Malib, the Rabbi Akiva. Everything is from Rabbi Akiva. So Hashem said, I'm going to send these 24,000 Hashemahs back down as Talmidim of Rabbi Akiva. And by working with each other, by using a Torah Shavah Peh Mahalach, they're going to look into their friend and find what is buried within him, not just what the surface shows them, but they're going to look deep and they're going to find what is his greatness that's within him. Where's the Torah that's inside of my Harusa? And I need to bring that out by asking a good kasha, by, 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 by challenging him against what he's, he's trying to say, Svara, but is it really? Are you saying it exactly right? Say, no, no, good, say better. And I, I bring it out. But why would I, how do I do that? It's because I see the greatness that licked in him. And I, I insist that he reaches full potential. When we say, that the Talmudim and Akiva didn't treat each other properly, it doesn't mean they walked around insulting each other. It means they, they took each other to be what they are on the surface. They said, yeah, he's a smart guy, good, he looks good. And instead of looking deeper and finding the true 
greatness that lie within the Harusa and making sure to bring it out. And that's why, since when is Loi Nogu covered, there was a reason to have Misa. But it's again the same idea. Hashem said, the whole point of why I sent you back down to this world is, is for exactly this purpose, to do the process of Tershah to look deeper, to find the, the hidden essence and bring it out, and that would be your tikkun, to bring ter- to bring Tershavah and Shlemus in this world. If you're not doing it, so again, out. Lag Ba'aymer happens on the day of Svir of Hoyd Shebahoyd. Hoyd Shebahoyd means, if Hoyd if refers to the, the process of bringing out a hidden element in something, so Hoyd Shebahoyd means going to the deepest depths, to the hidden of the hidden, and bringing it to the light, the ultimate cover, to show the full beauty of what's there, to bring out the full greatness. And that's what Rav Shimon did when he revealed the Zoya. He took the full depth of Torah, whatever there is for us to understand, to the extent that we can, and he brought it to the light. So on the day that he did that, the Pagan that is caused by the Talmud of Akiva, by the Bnei Shimon, is repaired. And in the light of Rav Shimon, in the light of the Torah that he brought forth, in the Soydes HaTorah, so there's no Pagam anymore in Torah Shavu'opah. The full richness of Torah Shavu'opah has been revealed. And the Mela, on that day, so the, the, the tragedy of Rav Akiva's Talmudim is Mesukim and is fixed. And that's what we find in the Zoya as well. When it wants to bring a riot, it doesn't say Toshima. It says Tochazi. Because in the richness and fullness of Tershavapah, brought back to its source, lifted up to such a high level that the Shmiya blends with their ear, and it all becomes one. And that, that the process of being the various things inside of us finally arrives at the where it becomes a, a reality in the world and we can now see it. It's no longer just happening on the inside, but it becomes the reality of the world. And it is our, it is our hope that to, on this night of Lag Ba'imer, when this Koyach is in the world, that we should be Zoychetaka, that the Or HaToyrah and the Or HaSoydus HaToyrah that were taught by Rav Shimon should fully fill the world with light and that we should be Zoychet that that the, the, the connection to Hashem that we spoke about in the first part of the year, that right now we only have the Koyach HaShniya. Of course, we know that we're connecting to Hashem. We, we, we understand that we're connecting to Hashem, but we don't have it with their Ria. We don't get to see. We should be Zoichet to what it says that by Yomahu, Kol Tzadikim, Lasses Machla Tzadikim, Yeshe Benehem, Mareb that's boy, they'll be able to point with their finger and say, Zeh Hashem, Kivinomon. Give them this one. <laughs> the Oshimin and the other four